I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mindy Mission Podcast. Today on the podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Crystal Brisson. Um, that's French, by the way, and I'm not really good at pronouncing it, so that's the best I can do. <laughs> but Crystal is an online women's empowerment coach and founder of FeedThatGlow.co. Crystal can be heard weekly on her podcast, Project Glow Radio, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well as her weekly Food for Thought show, which airs Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Feed That Glow Facebook page. Crystal's mission is to help women heal their relationship with food, body image, and money. You guys are going to love, love, love this episode. Crystal is amazing. We talked so many things about body image and how you have to learn to love your body as it is right now so that you can love it at all stages. If you don't love your body right now, you're not gonna love it when you lose 60 pounds. So we talked a lot about self-love, body image, overcoming you know these battles that we have with food, relationship with food. We talked about, I mean, we, there, the conversation went in so many different directions. I know you guys are gonna love it. If you love it, go ahead and screenshot it. Tag us both on Instagram and let me know what you're loving. As always, please make sure that you're rate reviewing and subscribing and yeah. I'll see you inside the episode. Hey guys, real quick, give me a drum roll. I mean a legitimate drum roll. Stop what you're doing. I want you to give me a drum roll on your desk or maybe on your steering wheel. I need a drum roll right now. I'm introducing to you right now the Clarity and Grace, a one-day women's empowerment event. It's happening. I'm hosting it on June the 29th downtown Waco at Cultivate 712. And my mission for this event is to have every woman walk out knowing and owning her worth and that you, I'm talking to you, have massive purpose on this planet. No more holding back, no more waiting. No, It's time to take full ownership of your worth, living fully in your purpose and walking out of that room bold, powerful, and confident. I'm going to have some epic speakers alongside me and sponsorships and swag bags that are going to make your jaw drop. So if you are local to Waco, you have no excuse to not be in this room. If you are not local to Waco, make a trip to Waco Town. You can go see Magnolia and do all the fun touristy things while you're here, and you are not going to want to to miss this. The tickets are on sale now. You can go to the link in my Instagram bio. You can go to the link in the show notes. You can find the tickets there. Do not miss it. We need to see you there. Am I going to see you? I hope so. And welcome back to another episode with the Mindy Mission Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Crystal. Hello, Crystal. Hi. 
Hi. So I'm so excited that you're here. Um, first and foremost, I just want you to tell the listeners who you are. Um, what's your story? What led you to the point that of where you are now, like what you're actually doing and just kind of tell us who you are at your core. Just give us all things crystal. Oh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. This is great. Yeah. I love connecting with other humans doing big things in the world. This is amazing. Absolutely. So I am, um, I'm the owner of feedbackglow.co. Uh, how that came about is I forever since I can remember always battled with body image issues. Um, was at war with food, was at war with my body. Um, long story made shorter, I decided to join and do some bodybuilding shows because I figured, well, if I just lose all this weight, um, I should preface this with my first pregnancy, I gained a hundred pounds. We named that pregnancy based on how many blenders we went through because I loved milkshakes. Um, so after, after having the baby and realizing like, what, this weight doesn't just fall off. You have to actually do stuff. Um, tried all the diets, everything like this. I ended up having three babies, um, five years apart and still struggling with like the body image issues so much. So, um, decided one day I'm just going to try bodybuilding competitions. So I did two, even after losing all this weight, stepping on stage, being at what society deems acceptable, I hated myself still. I was at a point where I was like, well, why am I picking myself apart even more? Like just standing in front of the mirror being like, oh, like I have to bring this in. And I, you know, what about this loose skin and check out all this cellulite and oh my gosh, these stretch marks. And, and so I just realized that even though society like deems you as acceptable, right? And they praise you for this thinness. <laughs> I still wasn't in a good place at all. So that's when I realized, oh my gosh, it's not even about, it's not even about the food and the exercise. It's about internal. So that's when I realized okay, there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of unconditioning to unpack and unlearn and start back up fresh. So yeah, that's where Feedback Glow came from. I was just, I started looking around realizing I'm not the only one struggling like this. You know, there, there's so much body shaming that happens, food shaming that happens. It doesn't matter what size you are. I mean, I have clients that are thinner that get told eat more, Right. And then I have clients that are, you know, bigger and people just, you know, we live in a fat phobic society and it's just like, we just need to learn to let that stuff go. Right. right? It's about being a decent human being and taking up space in it. Your body shape and size mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Who you are as a person is everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you you created something out of your own experience. Like you went through something, realized there was, there was a kind of a gap there in the market. There was a gap that like you, you found that I did all the things that mm -hmm. I knew to be true and that I thought were going to be true. I got where my body was the leanest it could be and mm -hmm. I was still not happy, you know? So mm -hmm. that's powerful in itself right there. And I think that as females, it's not something that, I hate, I, it's something that is so, uh, conditioned within us that we, I mean, I can remember from a young age and like learning to hold my stomach in as just like something that you did. And so it's something that you never even, I never even second guessed it. Cause that's just what I thought I had to do to be acceptable. Yes. Exactly. And so 
breaking down all of these like barriers and these walls and all stripping away all of this stuff that society makes us feel is very powerful. And I'm so glad that you're on this road to helping other women find that. So my question is, first of all, can you talk about your experience as far as like, cause obviously we know that it's all internal and you figured that out, but your experience leading up to that body, the bodybuilding show. And like, so you were, there's a lot that goes into prepping your body oh, yes. to get yes. to that point. And a lot of times that is where some people I know that will find that they kind of hit that wall where they, they can't go further because it, their mind just will not allow them to get further in. So can you, can you speak on how hard it was and like that transitioning your body into that stage ready, which whatever that is, you know, like, and it's not healthy. (laughs) And and then also I want to ask you, like, what did it feel like to stand on a stage and have people judge you for your body? Yes. So here's the thing. I, I love the whole experience. There's a lot of things that I learned about myself. I mean, when you are, we sometimes use food as a coping mechanism to deal with life sometimes. And that's just right. how it is. We're in a society with abundance of food. Um, so when things like that get removed, because that's the thing, right? When, like, when you're training for a show, certain things get removed from your diet. So I'm going to say most athletes, probably a good two months out, are no longer healthy. I'm just going to put this out. Probably people are going to be pissed off. I don't care. When you are having to condition your body hours on end with exercise and you're pulling food from your diet, removing certain components because you're trying to bring your body to another peak state, another level, a level that you can't really maintain year round. So when people are stepping out on stage, you know, when it's like they're, when it's, when they step on stage, that is not a a level of conditioning you can healthily maintain. You can't. Your body needs fat, your hormones need fat, your brain needs fat, so it's going to naturally rebound. And I feel like a lot of the of people don't realize that. So getting to stage is a lot of hard work. I mean, I did a lot of cardio, like so much cardio, and then my weights on top of it. Like I think I was training close to four hours a day. It was insane. Um, do I regret it? No, it was very hard. It was nice to challenge myself like that. But now that I understand that that is not real life, and there's also moments I can't get back because I remember being on the treadmill doing my last evening, like my evening cardio, and my baby, he was probably one and, and some probably close to 16, 17 months. I can't remember. And he's trying to want me to play with him. And I'm like, I got 20 minutes left on this treadmill. Like I, you know what I mean? Like you're driven, you're focused. I get it. So I think that having a goal like that, sometimes it's, it's, it's cool to challenge yourself, but it also, it's, it can't become the whole, your whole life. Mm-hmm. So getting to that was hard to try to balance because I have three kids. I worked full time. You know, I have a sick child within that. So he was diagnosed with Crohn's. So we were still like learning the newness of everything. And I wonder if that's not what kind of subconsciously drove me to bodybuilding as a way to like numb out and not, I can't control my son's disease, but I can control what I can do to my body. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm going to take out my stresses. And I wonder if that's maybe on a subconscious level, how I ended up there. Um, the experience was incredible stepping on stage. Yes. As you say, it is like, first of all, you're half naked, almost (laughs) these itty bitty 
right? And you, you're all glammed up. You feel awesome. Um, and then you just stand there and you're being judged on your body. So in my mind now looking back, I'm like, no wonder I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I would myself stand in front of the mirror and find flaws, right? And whereas before even jumping into this world, I would have been like, I want a body like that. And now I have it and I hate it even more, but it's because I was trying to like be what I knew the judges wanted to see. Yeah. So it's not realistic. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's it's quite the experience. Uh, I don't know if you could swear on this podcast, but it's it's a mind fuck in and of itself, like a total mind fuck. I I there are parts of me that really really loved it, but then there are parts of me that are like, man, like if there was a different way to do this. Mm-hmm. And I have ladies who come to me often, and they say, I want to do a show like you. I want to do a show like you. The first thing I say to them is, Do you love yourself now and the body you're in now? Because if you're doing it, like, why are you doing it? If it's for the mental challenge and all that, fine, sure, go for it. Have fun, right? You're going to learn so much about yourself. Amazing. But if you're doing it because you think that you're going to get super stage lean and love yourself and be miraculously happy for all eternity, no. (laughs) Right? You're bound to face certain demons that you have within yourself and then to undo all that. Like, to see your body in that state. And then hours later, it's no longer in that state. Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of my binging and stuff started was after my second show, it got pretty bad. Uh, the binging and I had all these food rules, food FOMOs, food obsessions. I was like the food police. I was, you know, right? Policing everybody like, oh, you shouldn't eat this. Oh, you should. It's, what the hell? Like food yeah. is just food. So yeah, I did a lot of healing around that. <laughs> Okay. So I want to tell you too, that like what you said about loving your body as it is right now, that really hits home for me because it's so funny that as females, you like, we always, I feel like I've always been on this. Like I've been on every, my life. I've, I feel like I dieted since I was, I started dieting at like, you know, 13, 14. I remember being a senior in high school and trying to lose weight and like bringing my lunch every day while all my friends are, you know, doing whatever. And I remember always, always having this thought in my mind that I needed to be smaller. I needed to lose weight. And it's funny because I even found a picture of myself in my phone from two years ago, like two years ago to the day, like two days ago. And, um, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, look at me. I was really, I was like, look at that. And then I'm thinking about how I felt then I didn't feel like And it's so crazy. You don't, until you can love the body that you're in, you'll never love your body when you get to that size that you think you need to be. And it's so true because I have been, and I'm finally at the age of 33, finally starting to get where, like, I do love myself for where I'm at now. Um, If I lose five pounds, well, I'll be happy. Sure. But like finally just really being okay with who I am and the way that I was created. And even the flaws that I've have, I felt like I have always, it's always been this thing that I want to like cover up or I want to like, and it's something that it, it, to us, it's huge or like, it's this huge flaw or something. But even like, even my husband will say, it's not that big of a deal. Like nobody else will notice it, but I'm like, I notice it. So it's just like, I feel like it's this, this thing that everybody's going to see when I walk in a room or that everyone's going to see that role when I sit down or whatever. And it's so crazy that that is, it's, it stems so far back. Yeah. into how you believed that you needed to be as, you know, 
it started when I was a teenager, 100%. And I love that you said that because I know now that it's so true that if I don't love myself now, I'm, you're not going to love yourself. You know, I'll be happy when I get to here. It's not true. No, you have to like love yourself through the process and it can't be from a place. So like I teach women that now I teach them how to heal their relationship with food and body image but it's from going from a place of no longer like hardcore beating yourself down. Instead, let's do it from a place of desire and how you can honor yourself. Like food and exercise are not punishments. They're not, it's not a war. Like when you see it from a different side, because we all have that cognitive distortion, like you said, where you just focus in on that one thing and it becomes the big, the biggest thing, Mm -hmm. but really it's not like that. So when you can see it differently and you can step into it differently, you take your power back. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, it's society, right? The twisted standards of like, there's only one way to have a body. That's, that's fucking bullshit. Like, to me, it's like, no, we live in a fat phobic society. That is the problem. It's the meaning we put behind the words. The word fat, there's no difference between the word fat and fingernails. It's how we feel behind that intent. So, you know, like I've had parents come to me and say, well, when, when my daughter grabs her stomach and says she's fat, and I'm like, no, no, no. And I say, ugh. That is where the problem starts because you just made her think that being fat is bad. Yep. I would take that as a learning opportunity and say, you have fat. I have fat. Everybody has fat. You have a role. I have a role. It's not about that. Instead, mm-hmm. it's about asking her where she feels in her body. Why, where is she feeling maybe like, I don't know, insignificant or why like go deeper. It's not that fluff stuff that we think, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm raising three boys. I can't even imagine raising a girl. Like I, you know, there's parts of me that's like, thank goodness I didn't have a girl because the way society is, holy shit. But I'm stepping up in it to show my boys, this is what a real woman is. You know, a real woman is a real woman. She could take up all the space in her world, in her body, because she's worthy of it. Right. As are they to take up space in their bodies. But yeah, this whole beauty objectification and the way that we use it as our currency like we can change these games we just have to be aware of we have to be aware of it we have to be aware that we were put in this game right 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 and i will say too that first of all that i really do love i I feel like we are seeing females as a unit coming together right now in this like movement of body positivity which is something that has been lacking for years and years and years. And I wish that as I wish that I could have had, um, that as a young, as a young female, um, like in my teens and early twenties, because that's when I really, really struggled with it the most. But I will say that you, you talked about binge, binge eating and stuff like that. And I want to get into that a little bit. And so that you can educate some of the, the listeners here. Um, because some, I know that we all hear what binge eating is, but I do want you to kind of speak on it a little bit. But I will say this, that I, when you talked about this bad relationship with food, I can remember personally, and every once in a while, I'll still catch myself almost doing this, but I I have to check myself. It has to be very, like, I have to be mindful of it and very cognitive of it so that I can reframe it. But I can remember, like, just having anything, like if it was something that I deemed bad and I chose to eat it or drink it, whether it be like a milkshake or it's a, it's a Starbucks coffee with sugar in it or whatever, I would feel the most immense amount of guilt 
and shame after I did that, it would like really mess my mind up for the entire rest of the day. I felt like, okay, so now that I've done that, I can't have this. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm trading it for something else. And mm-hmm. it's so sad that as a society that we have, like, that's how we have learned to be that if you tra- basically, if you have the ice cream, you can't have this too. It's mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's applicable to all things, right? You can think of it like even beyond food, but it's like that either or, mm-hmm. right? But I'm more of like that and both mindset where it's like, if you show up in it, it's like, okay, there's a true thing called cephalic digestive response. And that is basically the whole experience you get with your food. So how does it look? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? Am I enjoying it? Am I being present in it? All of that helps you burn calories and your body yes we can get into optimal nutrition like you know the optimally more nutritious foods and we know what those are but sometimes we want to enjoy other food mm-hmm. and and there should be no guilt i feel like guilt and shame do not belong with our food choices and moral labels right thinking that we're bad or thinking that we need to punish ourselves like this is where we really need to get deep and the, when I teach, I teach um, a program called Breaking the Binge, and it's basically that we go deep and we understand, like, why am I choosing this? Am I emotionally hungry or am I physiologically hungry? Like, do I have that hunger? So what is the difference between both? And if I decide, and, and I'm cognizant about it, and I'm like, I'm stressing, I want that piece of chocolate because it's going to make me feel good, then I'm going to choose it, but from an empowered stance. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to tell myself bad things because to me, like it's the things we say to ourselves that are horrible. That is what the problem is. Food is fuel and food. We have been conditioned to use it as a replacement for love. I mean, when we were newborns, we would cry. We, we get soothed by food. So no wonder that we use food as comfort because we've been doing it our whole lives. It's kept us alive. It's just now, you know, we live in a society that doesn't really like to deal with the feels. And when things don't feel good, we like to numb. So this is where I'm like, if you can be in it, where do you feel it in your body? Why do you want this certain thing? And then if you choose to have it, have it and move on. You know, don't, don't sit and beat yourself up over it because it's that response that creates the what the hell effect where you wake up from a food coma because you're like, well, I already fucked up. So I'm just going to eat all the things. Yep. And now I hate myself even more, right? And that's where I was stuck always. Like, I'm going to be so good. I'm going to be so strict. I would restrict, deprive, binge. Restrict, deprive, binge. You know, pulling the reins tighter. Oh, Monday's coming. I'm going to be so good. And then come Friday, you are like, like maxed out. Your emotional wherewithal, your bandwidth is done. Yep. So, right? So it's like, no, I'm all about like enjoying preemptive cheats. Like I don't even like using the word cheat, but like enjoyment. So sporadically throughout your day, put things in there that you enjoy eating and enjoy eating it. That way, come the weekend, you don't feel like, wow, I'm entitled to all this stuff. So I'm just going to right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. Like I definitely know exactly what that feels like to just be like, and have this like Monday through Friday mentality, like Monday through Friday, do super good. Saturday and Sunday is a complete shit show. You know, like white knuckle it until (laughs) you can't no more because your knuckles get tense. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, when it comes to, you know, binge eating or when it comes to 
just having that bad relationship with food, what is your first, like with your clients, how do you, what would be your first tip to help move them through that, you know, how to kind of go out, how to get past that and get onto the other side of it where they can really see it from an empowered state. I know you kind of talked about it just a little bit, but what would be your, your biggest tip there? So what I would say is first and foremost, they need to be aware of, I'm going to say, what's their food rules? Like list it all out. What foods do you have rules about? What, what phobias do you have with certain foods? Do you have this thing in your head where you're like, I can't eat past 6 p.m. Otherwise, I'm going to blow up like a whale. Like what thoughts do you have? What rules, obsessions? Put them all on a paper. And then what I have my clients do is they have to choose something from that list of food and they need to go and eat it. Now, they don't have to eat it in its entirety, but I want them to take that space, take the permission to go and enjoy it guilt-free. So a lot of them just doing that step is so hard because they're like, I haven't ate bread in like four years. If I eat bread, I'm going to whatever. And I like to write that out with them. I'm like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I also, I should have prefaced this with like, I tell them to get rid of their scales. Yes. <laughs> right? Because the scale... Like I used to be that woman where I would stand on the scale and if I weighed the same or I lost half a pound, I thought I won like the lottery. Whereas if I put on half a pound and some, I would lose my mind. I'd be like, I'm such a failure. But the thing is, is that our bodies fluctuate all the time, Mm -hmm. right? What did you eat yesterday? Did it have more sodium? Did you eat something that was more carb-based? Did you work out really hard? Is it hot where you're living right now and you're retaining water? Is it your menstrual cycle? Did you sleep good? Are you stressed? There's, have you pooped, right? There's all these things. And it's, it's like, man, why are we using that number by itself? Like that number is BS. If you want to measure progress, I always tell my women, what do you feel like in your body? Do you have energy? Are you sleeping good? You have a good sex drive? Like you feeling yourself? Like what is happening behind the scenes inside? And then if you absolutely want to compare, I say pictures, right? Take pictures, side-by-side pictures, take measurements. But the weight, I mean, it can be a tool, but for some freaking reason that is the only thing that people are using to measure and they're not measuring progress they're measuring Mm self-worth and if that is what you're doing you're going to take your scale you're going to grab a sledgehammer and you're going to beat the f out of it like (laughs) break up with it (laughs) right i agree i agree i had to break up with it break up with my scale a long time ago every once in a while still step on it i still have one but I know when I'm, when I get on that scale, like I will say that probably right now I weigh more than I have ever weighed in my life, but number one, I am happier. And number two, I am still wearing the same clothes. So it doesn't make sense. So like I, I keep telling myself, like I have to remind myself. So when I do get on the scale and I see that the number is higher than it was there, it, that doesn't always have that, that doesn't de- yep. determine everything. Exactly. And so just knowing that, and I've, I've decided that a long time ago that, because I would let it really get in my head. Like, just like you said, like if I was up a pound, I was done. Then I would restrict, I would restrict even more yes. because I needed to lose that one pound. Yes. And it just, it becomes this, you know, <laughs> this mind, yeah. it, it really does. It is right. So that's what I would, that's what I tell my clients is like the scale has to go. It has to go. Then we're going to practice 
on building your self-trust because a lot of us don't have trust around food. We don't trust ourselves around food. And then when we do allow certain things, because we have a belief that we're not worthy or, you know, whatever it is, then I've already messed up. So I'm just going to keep down this path. And it doesn't have to be like that. It's not an either or. It can be an and. You can, you can love yourself in this process and enjoy it, right? Like, right. Yeah. 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 I, and it's funny that you said about the trust around food because I know there are certain things that I rarely buy at the grocery store because I know I sometimes can't trust myself around it. That's crazy that you even said that. Cause I'm like, I won't buy that and leave it in my house. Cause I am afraid <laughs> sometimes yeah. that I will like go and eat the whole bag, you know, yeah. which yeah. is something that I need to work on myself. But, and, <laughs> but that's funny that you said that. So I do want to ask you a question on like diet, the, the diet word. Like I hate the word diet. Mm -hmm. It's die with I, the T. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have always said, oh, I'm going to start this diet. When I was younger, it was always like, I'm going to do this diet for a little bit and then I'm going to do this one and then I'm going to do this program and I would lose the weight and then I would gain the weight and then I would lose the weight and it, yeah. it was all constant. So this yo-yo diet kind of thing that we have going on in society and we're always on keto or we're on, we're on paleo or we're on something yep. What is your take on that? And why can't we just say like, let's, let's not diet anymore. Let's just, yeah. it. I wish all women would just like my, I'm on a mission to make women stop dieting. So like I teach them what food is. It's a protein, carb, or fat. Your body's going to do what it needs to with it. We're going to practice mindfulness and how you feel when you're eating this certain food, like eat foods that love you, but also foods that love you back. Yeah. Right. right. And Right. That gives you energy and you feel amazing and you're enjoying yourself. But yeah, so the word diet, honestly, is like that is what we're supposed to, what we consume, mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll swap that out for nutrition. The word diet as it's used in our society is just, you know, where all the, the diet, like the dieting society is making all the money, right? <laughs> like they, they make us think they're feeding us back our insecurities so that we think that there's something flawed and wrong with us. So we're going to go purchase this thing to make us give us ultimate happiness. And that's not what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So what I say is do what works for you. So if you like paleo, do it because you like how you feel doing paleo, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's mostly like, just eat the damn food and move on. Like yeah. where, where do you feel good? Right? Like I, I practice intermittent fasting, but I do it just because in the morning, I'm super friggin' lazy and I have other things to do. So it's not a diet. It's just how I do life. But I'm not like stuck on like, oh, I have to do this, 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 not at all, right? So it's about doing what works for you. And women who are looking to lose weight, it doesn't matter. Like I'm at a point now where it's like, it's okay to want to lose weight, but I'm going to ask you, why do you want to lose weight? Mm -hmm. And you can show up in your body from a place of desire. So it's not like hardcore discipline of like, I got to beat myself down. It's I desire this for my highest self. I desire this for my future self. I want to be healthier. Well, what does that look like? Right? So what, what is she going to thank you for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's your future self going to thank you for? So I would just say, we need to remove this notion of like, what's good, what's bad, what everybody else is doing, and just do what works for you. Understand what food is, right? Most people are not drinking enough water. We're not getting enough sleep. We're over-caffeinated. I can speak for that. Um. <laughs> I mean, hello, I'm over here drinking a bang. So, yep. Highly caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we're not really in our bodies. We're running around doing all these other things in our minds, 
creating lists as efficiently as women. Yes. We're doing all the things and we're not really in our bodies, phys- physically in our bodies. We're somewhere else. And I think that that's where we need to, to start. We need to like get back in our bodies. Am I really hungry? Oh, I haven't peed yet. Right. Oh, I, I haven't, you know, taken time for me today. I've just done everybody else's schedule. What do I want? Right. 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 And you're right. Because I think that a lot of times that, that need for like, if almost like you're, you, you don't know what to do with your, sometimes it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, like, do I just snack? Like what it's not about hunger. And nope. if you, if I check myself and say, am I really hungry right now? Or like even yesterday, especially like when you're working and sometimes you forget, like I, I'm the most, I'm the most, okay. I can't speak. I am the most, again, I can't see, I cannot speak. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst at forgetting to eat. And, um, like I realized yesterday evening at like five o'clock, I really had not fueled my body very much. I had had water and I had had coffee and coffee and I had <laughs> a, a full group <laughs> yeah, and I had a small salad, but no wonder my body was telling me like, Hey girl, you are hungry. Yeah. But when, but where do I just, I have to really check myself and distinguish, am I really hungry? Because yeah. a lot of times when I am like cooking dinner, I might find that I'm snacking while I'm cooking dinner. That is something that I find will is easy for me to do. It's like you're, you're cooking, but you're also snacking. And then by the time you sit down to eat dinner, you're really not hungry anymore, Yeah, but you still eat anyway. So that's something that I've always had to like really be mindful of. And, um, because I think that we, we sometimes just out of boredom or out of, you know, stress, like you said, or we think that we might be, we say we're hungry. I say sometimes I'm hungry, but I'm really not hungry. It's just like my body, and my husband will say, it's your body metabolizing foods. You are not hungry. I'm yeah. like, how do you know? <laughs> like, what, I'm like, I ate an hour ago, but I'm hungry. And he's like, I promise you, you're not hungry. Yeah, yeah your body's just moving it out. Yeah. And sometimes it's environment as well, right? So if we're somewhere and there's all this food, we might think, oh my gosh, when am I ever going to get to try this food again? Or, you know, yes. that, so it's practicing that whole abundance. Like we are so blessed. We have food around us all the time. Mm-hmm. I love using Halloween and Christmas as the best examples or Easter, because guess what? All those candies are still in the store right now, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing makes us believe like they disappear and then they exactly. only come out at this time of, of that, that time of the year. Right. right. So it's just being aware having that awareness, practicing abundance, you know, right. enjoying our food. Yes. Yes. Saying nice things to ourselves. <laughs> mm, yes. Positive affirmations. Absolutely. I think that is key to re like really rewriting your, the way your brain feels about yourself. Yes. yes. And like you said, like, and I've, I've had clients say, well, I, I do love myself or I, I am worthy. And I would say, but do you really believe that? Yes. There's a difference in saying it and believing it. A hundred percent. I tell my clients the same thing. I'm about positive affirmations a hundred percent, but I also give them permission to bring it to a neutral or practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to say something like, Oh, I'm so beautiful in my life. It's perfect. And they don't believe it. Their, their inner self is like, you're lying. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. That's a lie. So that's why you're not attaching to it. Instead, bring it to a gratitude, like bring it to a base level neutral. I am working at learning to love myself. I'm working at making my life what I want it to be. That feels better to me than say that instead of, you know, those blank statements that everybody just repeats, right? Because 
if you're not owning, if you're not, like you said, if you don't believe it, you feel like you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And you are. Yeah. It's so true. I love how you, how you do that from a neutral standpoint. It makes so much more sense. And I think a lot of people would be, I hope that everyone takes that away from today for sure. One of the things that they take away, because I think a lot of times people say too, I don't, I feel silly doing affirmations and I'll say, but it's because you don't believe them yet. Yes. And so finding a way to bring that down a little bit so that yes. you're working to believe it. Yes. Yeah. Like and then you Thank just you. build it up. It's the same thing with like self-hate and self-love. There's this huge gap. You can't go from self-hate to self-love. No. It's like, I got to get to like, where can I like start to tolerate certain things about myself? How can I practice gratitude? Like, right. And then slowly over time, it's like, I am pretty cool. Like, yes, for sure. And okay. So I want to say, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate you being here. It's been so great having you on, but I always wrap up my podcast with three random questions. So I'm going to ask what? you back. Um, <laughs> the first question is what is your favorite word? Oh, I love this right now. So I do a word every year. So I'm going to say my favorite word for this year is expand. Ooh, that's a good word. I like that word too. Okay. Second question is what is your favorite sound? Ooh, I love the sound of rain. Well, we just got a lot of it. So you would have loved the sound going on here. <laughs> but now it is bright, bright and sunny and blue sky. Yeah. I love the sound of rain, but I also love the sound of like little baby, like newborn baby, like giggles that just giggles. gets me I know oh, oh the best and last question is bedroom car or your desk what do you make sure is cleaned first oh my gosh bedroom car or desk <sighs> okay so definitely not the car <laughs> yeah, <me. laughs> I always I would leave that for my husband to clean it and I blame it on the kids but we know that that's a lie so. <laughs> um so my bed is made every morning, but I need a, a clean desk to focus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll say desk. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. So if you will let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you, how can they connect with you and get in your energy? I would love that. Come say hi. So I'm on Feed That Glow on all things. So Instagram, Facebook. Um, I do have a Twitter account, but I somebody needs to teach me how to use that uh, on, on YouTube. Everything's feed that glow. Um, you can also go to my website, feedthatglow.co. I do have a freebie they can grab called self-love soldier rebellion guide. So it's just awesome. a little mini guide to take up space in your life. And I have a podcast as well called Project Glow Radio, which I would love to invite you on as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm coming. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know that the listeners really got a lot out of this episode. I love, um, I really love this conversation. I think it's something that needs to be shouted from the rooftops. Honestly, it really does. So thank you so much for being here. And those of you listening, I'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.